Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We head north to Thermopylae Pass this week with Zack Snyder's 2007 Second Greco-Persian War epic, 300. Unfortunately, Michael has bent his knee and joined Xerxes in his quest to conquer Greece. <laughs> so now I am only joined by Mike B. Yep. And Nate. Bow to my will, Michael. And the power of Greece will be yours. Sorry. You're, you're, you're overdoing it a little bit. Well, duh. That's what I, I always do. I am very kind. Yeah, I know. I, Michael is I, now I, the guy that like has the sharpened, you know, femurs. He's cutting off do, dudes' heads. Oh, do, do you feel satiated? <laughs> I must now consume your soul to yeah, become yeah. a real boy. God. Yeah. This thing still, still gives me horrors. Anyway, sorry, Brian. We were we were we were trolling each other. Sorry. <laughs> what do you guys think of this comic book? Yeah, thank you for stating that right off the bat. Yeah. I'm going to my my told my buddy that we were going to do this this week, and he was like, "Please, for the love of God, tell people it's a comic book movie and not a real historical movie." I'm like, "I'm don't worry, that's a blanket fucking statement." And um, so there you go, Jacob. <laughs> anyway, um. But uh, no, I mean, like, uh, I I was six. We were talking about before we start. We hit the record button, but I we were talking about how um, I'm. I was about sixteen. Mike was like sixteen, seventeen, and Brian had never seen this uh, when we saw. And so we we were talking about like when we had last seen it, and um, I think I had seen it around. Um, I, I've watched it a few times because I'm actually a huge fan. A guilty pleasure for the sequel, which is uh, 300 Rise of an Empire, only because Eva Green is naked in that, so it's just really good. But, um, no, um, this movie, it's funny, it's just like going back and watching it again with all the other movies that we've ever watched, because I can't really keep it to the same, it's hard to not compare it to everything else because it is a comic book movie, but at the same time, there is an essence of the historical stuff within it. Excuse me, it is a historical fiction. And that that is what I have to kind of base it on. You know, when we get those those movies that say, like, based on true events, but they're really not, like, that's the way I'm kind of judging this. So the basic knowledge that I know, thanks to Sean, after a week of studying, is that there are, con- there are little essences of this film that are true to the stories of ancient history, but that's all it is. Otherwise, it's just a... Uh, teenager boy's wet dream in 2006 because that really was what it was um but um no i mean it, it was it very much was a movie built for the time it was built in because and i say that for this reason alone is that it is a movie that was supposed to be filmed for 3d cinema this is the launch of 3d cinema i know this because i was one of those guys who walked in with those glasses and sat down and the movie is very much filmed to be for 3D spectacle. So you're talking like the old um, uh, the gray glasses you would wear in the theater. And, um, you know, the whole point of the film was to have spears poking out, out at you and this huge kind of like CG, like just, you know, the swords and shields are supposed to be right at you. Um, 
And that movie is definitely filmed cinematically for that. Um, but I thoroughly enjoy watching it as a guilty pleasure. So I, I got more to say, but I'll save some of it for, for later. But um, I don't know. Brian, why don't you go? Yeah, so I was a little younger than you guys. I was uh, just finishing up middle school when this film came out. And uh, it was a cultural event. It was huge. You know, fucking everybody wanted to see this movie and everybody talked about this movie throughout the whole year. And I never saw it. Not because I was too young or anything like that. I just really didn't care. And even back then I was surrounded by military film snobs who would only watch like cross of iron and shit like that. And, uh, one of them being Sean. <laughs> so I, uh, just never watched it. And even when it was on TV a billion times, and, you know, this is definitely a TNT movie. And fast forward, finally seeing it, it was just funny to finally watch this thing that was such a big event for people to live through it or at least saw the ads for it all the time. And it was interesting, you know, it was what I expected. It reminded me of other things made around that time, most notably Sin City. Um, I really thought about that, like, for a good deal of the film, um, which is a film I haven't seen all the way through. I've only seen parts, but uh, probably one of Bruce Willis's best. But no, it was very interesting. And uh, yeah, ridiculous at times. Very, very interestingly cast as well. Because a lot of those people went on to do some very interesting and very different stuff after this. Um, like Xerxes. But uh, no, overall, I don't know. It was um, it was an interesting movie. I was really expecting to hate it the whole fucking time. Like, this is just stupid, bombastic crap. Which a lot of it is at points. But I, I don't know. It was... Uh, it was more nostalgic than anything for me. I don't know. It's like I finally saw something that everybody my age saw 15 years ago. <laughs> so, mm. Yeah. So like we were saying, I saw it when it came out on DVD. Um, end of the summer, fall of 2007. And uh, it was at somebody's house. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's interesting. It's got a lot of blood and gore, all the scenes. I didn't know it was supposed to be shot for 3D. That, ex- that actually explains a lot. Cause I was like, okay, this is kind of dumb. Even at the time I was like, like the, the slow motion shit, the spears, like the, the, the angles and all that shit. I was like, ah, it's kind of over the top and shit like that. And the blood, the CG blood everywhere, like the, the thousands of gallons. I was like, okay, whatever. And everybody's just like, God, oh, it's so fucking cool. And I was like, I didn't hate it, but it was like, just whatever. And then fast forward, not even a year. And it's just, you see the fucking Spartan shield, Molden Labe, fucking all this, these tough guys wearing the Spartan shield, you know, and their body armor and shit like that. And I'm just like, okay, people are watching it. I was in the military. People were watching it all the fucking time. It's just this raging ball of testosterone. And I'm like, okay, so I've seen it many times, right? Not on my own volition, but like, just it's there, it's on, whatever, it's entertainment. And it got old, but... I don't know. Watching it again, I didn't really care for it then and didn't really see what the big fucking deal was. And that still stands today. A couple of opening points that you guys have said, and I, I kind of want to chime in on. I, from what I remember from when it was for 3D, I believe it wasn't, I believe it was because in the early days for the concept of 3D, I believe, I don't know for sure. And I, and I, I kind of looked up, but I couldn't get a clear answer. 
whether it was actually filmed for 3D. Like, for example, their, like, Piranha 3D, you know, Piranha 3 and then 3D, mm-hmm. was made for 3D. Like, it only showed in 3D. Mm. I can't remember if 300 was... I believe 300 had two options. It was 3D and non-3D. And if you were cool and you had enough money because you paid a little bit more, why wouldn't you go see the spear popping out at you? Like... Like that was the kind of thing. So I believe, if I remember correctly, that was the 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 the, the concept of its release. Was that? God damn, sorry, Chipotle late at night. Um, was that you know three? You could have three D or non three D, but I believe the angles were like anything when at that time when it was meant for three D, you could definitely tell cinematography was adjusted for the concept of a three D shot. Um, like for example, The Hobbit is was meant for. 3d and i think 64 frames per second and it just made me nauseous and i'm a lord of the rings fan so like you know that kind of stuff um brian go ahead well quickly chive in um that's the problem with 3d you know it's always been around since like the early 50s was when they really did it a lot to like the mid 60s and it doesn't have any replay value you know outside of a theater or even in a theater it has to be set up for 3d you know so it's this fad that's like come around every 10, 15 years in Hollywood, you know, just this like, oh, look, it's coming at you now, you know, and then, oh, that sucks. It's strange. Wow. That one gave me a headache, but we'll get a few years of cool movies and stuff and then it will come up again. I love the films where they have the option for 3D and not 3D. I always will not go for 3D. I mean, unless it's like, I don't know, I'd see Jurassic Park in 3D or something. That that would be interesting. But have you noticed that's gone the way of the dodo? That doesn't that doesn't happen anymore. What? Right. 3D. There's well, that's what no... I mean. It's every yeah. ten to fifteen years. So we're in the we're in the period of time where that's not happening. Well, 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 and do you in about remember ten years? It will probably be a thing. You do know? you remember? So this would have been maybe two to three years. This would have been like two to three years after this. Um, do you remember the TVs they were selling at like Circuit City and Best Buy, where there were like three D TVs? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where you had to have special glasses. <laughs> Yeah, and and like I was like, God damn, like oh. Like. Remember the curved TVs came out, and everybody would go to Costco and like stare at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they still do. They still have those. Um, but like the the fads come and go. But it's interesting to see. It's like I this is when I like to say that three hundred is an exception, and I think because it is a a movie that was made for both sides, not a three D only release. And I think that's why. God damn, sorry. I, that's I think that's why it is held up over the years after after almost oh shit, almost twenty years. Holy crap! Oh, that makes me feel old. Okay, we're at sixteen. Um, that's 16. Not close enough. Yeah, no, it's not legal. Two, but two thousand and six, two thousand seven, two thousand seven. It's eight. It's eighteen years. Almost eighteen years. It's pretty. Two thousand seven for me. Two thousand seven. Okay, fine. Twenty twenty three. Okay, okay. Years. It's almost seventeen. And that's still really long. <laughs> it's not twenty though. <sighs> no, honestly, Nate. When when thing when people say that's that was twenty years ago, then I'm like, okay, that's a little fucked. Anything anything below yeah. that, it's like, nah. I mean, well, twenty years ago was nineteen ninety. So I mean, 19, 20 years ago was nineteen. <laughs> fucking with you. It's it's a joke that what you feel. Oh like yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like 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 Halo One just turned twenty years old. Halo Two will turn twenty years old in a year. I'm gonna feel so old because that's half my childhood right there. Anyway. COD is twenty years old. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, isn't it more? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had yeah. the demo disc right here. Was well, it well, 2001 or 2002? December yeah, I had 2003 PC Gamer Call of Duty demo disc. <laughs> I thought that was sooner than that. Oh, that reminds me. I uh, then, then we'll get back on subject, but uh, I I bought a Rush Hour uh, a Rush Hour VHS yesterday, mm-hmm. and oh, I funny. I watched it. It was great. It cheered me right up. I open the the op- I pull the I pull the tape out, and out pops a Game of the Year dot com. Ten dollars <laughs> off of Half Life One. Oh, yeah, ninety nine, dude. I yep. aged so fast. I was like, oh my god! And then I put the tape in, and there was a trailer for GameOfTheYear.com. dot com. Oh my god! Half Life One, the best game to come out. Like I was like, holy crap! <laughs> it's fucked. Like, oh yeah. Oh ow. Anyway, three hundred. It's been so um, nostalgic for the last early two thousands. The last few months, it's been crazy. There is um so so I guess I guess talking about to kind of circle back on on you know a couple other things that like Brian said as well it's like the 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 cast is pretty phenomenal for for what it is um there is a lot of early stars that go off to do a lot of stuff I mean I'm uh I'm not even gonna go into Gerard Butler because that's an obvious but but Michael Fassbender um the guy who plays the ambassador gets thrown into the well he does a he's had a lifetime of tv movies and all that stuff like really well um he uh he was in he's in that spartacus series too and all that stuff um lena heady she's fucking she's in this one you get to see her tits in this one well yeah well she still well she wasn't famous enough to get the mole cut off yet so she, right. she's got it in there, yeah. But yeah. You know, it's just, no, no, she didn't stunt double for this. It was real. So yeah, molly, molly, molly. Yeah. It was um no it, it um even had the guy from the wire, um, who is um the 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 the, uh, the politician. I can't remember his name, mm-hmm. but um, but you know, talking about the actual like real life stuff within this movie, you know, obviously, um. The, the Battle of Thermopylae is, is obviously something with ancient history and stuff like that. And But the, like, one thing I learned when uh, Sean gave me a bunch of podcasts to listen to to kind of get somewhat smart about this since he wasn't able to join was um, the, the, the whole um, Leonidas kicking the guy into the well. That's actually a real thing, but it's not Leonidas. That was actually a um, another king of Sparta. Either just before, or I, I, I believe they had two rulers at some time. Sometimes, um, I think it was before, if I remember correctly, in the timeline, and that happened like way before Leonidas. But it's interesting that they take real concepts from history and throw it all together. Again, it's a co- it's a comic book movie, so of course they're going to loosely base it on stuff. Um, but from what I understand about the history and stuff, and like. The, the armor and all that stuff. Like if we want to go into our own version of IMFDB for ancient history is that they were not shirtless wearing fucking loincloths. Like no. that wasn't the thing that they were doing. They weren't like, look at my greased up muscles and, and, and we will fight in the shade. Like, no, it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, they, I, I can't remember, but I remember they had some form of armor and the swords are not, uh, they don't have knuckle guards either. They're oh, those light. swords were so fucked up. They would have used something. They're hoplites. They're, they're light Greek cavalry or uh, infantry, you know? Yeah, but they're those swords like... those swords would have been um, more of like a gladius style. 
I don't know the exact name of them, but they were they were not like a falchion like they were using with a fucking handguard. That's yeah. just made to look cool like a comic book. It, it comic was, book. It was bronze. Yeah. This is the, um, yeah. yeah. This is, oh yeah, because I also want to mention this is the oldest battle we've covered, or oldest section of history we've ever covered. This yeah. is, you know, 480 yes. BC. Yes. Well, what are we going to jump to, the Romans next, and then to, like, Napoleon? So, you know, we, we got some gaps. So this is interesting to go back this far. Um, I also wanted to say it's interesting how much, you know, so much of history is lost, but it's fascinating how much we still know from this far ago. And that might sound naive to some real historians, but it's, like, it's pretty crazy, so, you know? So I'll just talk about the weapons for a second and the armor and how we know that those exist. Is bronze... One of my favorite fucking alloys, by the way, ever used for tools. Um, bronze preserves very, very well. It, it's, it doesn't corrode at nearly the rate as like iron or steel um, or other kind of metals that they would use. And so that's how we know what a Spartan helmet looked like, what a Roman helmet looked like, because we'll find them in graves or whatever, and they'll have the exact shape and they're barely pitted, barely deformed. Um, and <laughs> excuse me. And so that's why there's swords that are still dug up every day in Europe and, and, and in the Mediterranean that are bronze. And the reason they only had bronze swords that were only this long and not like a fucking or like a rapier or a, or a broadsword is because bronze, when it gets to a certain um, length, it'll start bending because it's still soft because it's just copper and tin. So they made them short and stout so they wouldn't bend. It's a very heavy metal too. Very, very, very heavy and dense. And so that's why too, like in the movie, you could tell that the hel- the helmets, quote unquote, were like plastic props because they were flexing so much. It's like bronze doesn't flex All until you get the porous too in the shield. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm like I'm like well, what, unless they sat there and like um, hammered it for like a a a, 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 a what, do you, what do you call it like a, a decorative purpose? Mm-hmm. No, they're going to be relatively smooth unless they get dents and dings in them. And also, those they- fucking shields are heavy as shit. Yeah. So. But um, yeah, they're, they're, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand the pitting and the helmets. It's like, no, they would have kept their shit in immaculate condition. That's part of being a soldier back then is you keep your shit in as good a condition as you possibly can. Um, if it gets dinged up and dented, so be it. But you're not going to be going out there with old pieces of shit that are f- flopping around like, you know, they're made out of plastic. So that, that was irritating in the prop department. It's like, you can get bronze replica or something that's more rigid, at least a modern, if, it, if you don't want to use bronze, that's fine, but you get something that's more rigid. So when he drops, it, it doesn't flex. Like it's a fucking piece of rubber. But, um, <laughs> anyway, so the shields that that's concurrent with what I've seen from archeological digs and it, what's in museums and all that shit, the swords, fuck. No, that's straight out of comic books. It's a falchion with some decorative shit on there. And I, <laughs> excuse me jesus nate's fucking burping i'm coughing um I'm sorry <laughs> no it's just can't win tonight but uh yeah those swords were complete bullshit as far as the uh little javelins or whatever the hell they were they had a name for them i forgot um not terrible from again what i've seen but again i'm not i'm far from an expert on this but uh those were cool and the way they use them for both thrusting and throwing accurate to what i know which is yeah. pretty cool i like seeing that um because yeah like the phalanx that was i don't know if that was a spartan thing or if that was when did the phalanx come in that was a greek thing for sure was so it was just a, a greek thing in general a greek thing I, in general, well i yeah. think they used it at marathon which was 10 years before this so, yeah so it was so all the greek nation states would have adopted this yeah well yeah. i mean well well what is I, the nature of one second Nate, yeah. what is the nature of conflict you know i mean 
the battles were fought in fields, usually over the course of a few hours, you know, traditionally. Right. You would just have armies mauling, or you'd have, like, nomadic tribes that were cavalry-based or things. So, like, it took time for the for military theory to, to come into play. And, you know, the Greeks were so organized and everything, I'm, I'm, I'm very certain that they would have had hoplites by this point. Um, mm. Because everything from this point just builds on, because the Romans just copy the Greeks. In yeah, every for the most way, part, yep. In yep. shape and form. And Alexander is a Greek, you know. Yep. I think 200 years after this. He's like 200s. Um, but anyway, uh, it's just interesting, you know, to see how, like, it, you have to have order from chaos for this rabble. And, yeah. Nate. Well, I was just going to kind of chime in on some of the, the Spartan history to kind of support that claim. It's like, I think, I think the, the, the tactics or the methods were there through everyone, but Spar- Sparta, particularly from from what I've been like listening to and researching, is that they picked up the doctrine of heavy mil- mil- military, like massive recruitment and training, and yeah. that was what they based their whole entire uh, civilization on. Which is you see it in the movie; they touch on it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I thought that was very interesting that even though this is a comic book movie, there's still is lore within Sparta. Now, some of the other stuff is ridiculous, but but there was a lot of uh, – they adopted that whole mantra of recruit them while they're young, train them for one person's purpose, which is military. And, you know, I think that definitely is the reason why, although the tactics might be the same throughout because they kind of show the, the Athenians doing stuff, but they're more like maulers. They, you know, they say in the movie like more like brawlers and, yep. and, and, and stuff like that. My my guess is that in real life the Athenians would have had the same kind of thing, but they would not have been a, been as disciplined because, again, they don't they, the that whole the, their whole mantra was not the same as Sparta. So, it's very interesting to. Um, by the way, I, I I mentioned anyone which we always do in this pod is that you know we always say that you know unless we really know it we always say you know we're always learning we're always researching. Yep. Um, Get, please, everyone take a second if you want to learn more about this particular subject. Uh, the Rest is History podcast is a really good one to listen to. I did that this week, and um, I will not lie. I pulled a lot of my knowledge from that this week. Um, but this episode, I think, 82, and it's specifically on Sparta. And one of the things that they talked about, which I thought was really interesting, was that whole doctrine. But then they also talked about how there was a cheese arena <laughs> where the Spartans... <laughs> where the only like ones on record, at least around this point, to have an arena where you'd win cheese. Oh fuck yeah, I'd fight for cheese. <laughs> and I was like, Holy this shit. is Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, then you'd be fighting for beer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but it was just I thought that was really interesting. And one of the things that they would do was they would fight. One of their training was they fight each other for cheese. Like that was a reward, and I was like, "I see some places, yeah, yeah, oh yeah." I mean, put it put it in in the time period. It's like you don't ever have cheese in your life, and you can win a block of cheese if you kill that guy. Fuck yeah, I'll kill you for some cheese. You know, to be fair, the Greeks had cheese figured out pretty fucking well. Right, right, right. (laughs) But but I'll 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 wholeheartedly admit I learned that from the rest of history. So everyone give that a watch if you want. No, that's fucking awesome. That's a cool effect. Let's talk cheeses here: Greek cheese or German cheese? You know what do you? Oh, oh, (laughs) they were funny. They opened the pod and they were just like. The guy's like, oh, you didn't go to the cheese arena? He goes, no, I didn't go to the cheese arena. There's too many meth heads there. (laughs) 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 You know, uh, the east side, 
one just hasn't been the same. Yeah, the guy, the guy's like, no, I went and ate a bunch of food. <laughs> so, like, okay, little little mind blower here. I might have said this before, but for all that are listening, if you think about it, cheese is just a loaf of milk. Oh yeah, it's like well, it'd be a huge, it'd be a huge uh, intake of what? Nothing. It is a loaf of milk. Oh, is there a joke I missed? Here? That is that, the joke. It's, it's okay. Cute. Well, it makes yeah. it to me. I I died, bud. It is. It's the same thing like how beer is liquid bread. It's the same thing. Kind you know? of. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, uh, depending on the beer, civiliza- civilizations all throughout history use beer as, as bread, as a form of uh, uh, a form uh, of nutrition and stuff like that. Because the, the water's bad. <laughs> well, I was just going to I was just going <laughs> to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink the water in London until like 1800. Right? Well, there, there's then, there's a like, there's a working um, hypothesis that People of European descent, because the water is particularly particularly terrible in Europe, the water table and everything. Um, there's a hypothesis that people of European descent have a genetic propensity to handle alcohol and become more like dependent on it and like addicted to it. Because for as long as people were in Europe, they figured out that if you mixed wine or beer with water, that you wouldn't get sick. And so people were pretty much walking around with a light buzz all day, every day, and it like became part of the DNA of European people. <laughs> Do you know why that stopped? Why? The Industrial Revolution. Because nobody gave a shit if you were tipsy all the fucking time, all day. Until. But until. Until you worked heavy machinery. In and you worked at heavy machinery. <laughs> yeah, and that's a seriously, it was a cultural yeah. shift. Yeah. It, drinking was very common. You drink in the morning, you drink it during noon, because it's basically your water intake, your nutrition. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. You know, well, you're a banker, you know, that's not good. But for most of society in medieval times or whatever, you know, pre-industrial times, it's fine. But then when you start losing fingers and hands and children and employees and it's like, well, you, you have to shift. So, but yeah, that was completely a thing. And that was a thing in, in, in Rome and Greece as well, uh, mixing wine. They did one part wine with uh, two parts water. And that would make sure that it was all the, a lot of the back. They didn't understand bacteria, of course, to the way we do it nowadays, but that they realized that they wouldn't get sick as often if they mixed that. Cause the alcohol would kill a lot of the shit that was in there. The Romans, they're trying to figure it out. Like they, they recently figured out the uh, formula for Roman concrete and they're trying to figure out the formula for Roman Imperial wine. Cause there was a version of the wine that was like, uh, what's the right term? It was, um, it was dehydrated and it literally was like in little cakes and they would just send it throughout the empire. Then you just had water, like you said, and then pop, you got wine. And it's like this really insane cultural thing. And it and still may maintain the alcohol in those cakes. Apparently. Yeah. But it's just one of these mysteries from the Roman empire. They had these like little mm-hmm. wine cakes that you would just, ooh, okay. You're good well, it's like go. a water purification tablet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's what's like, that thing like per for survival per or, you know, the no, meat. pervitin is meth. No, I know. Fucking no. What's the like the meat that you can preserve that like Native Americans? Pemmican. Pemmican. Yeah, pemmican. It's it's like that, but no. But I don't know how it would preserve the alcohol, but that's that's interesting though that if they yeah, because they had some shit figured out that we can't figure out today, and, and so did the Greeks. That's the thing is like when we talk about the Greeks, the Greco that's why they call it Greco-Roman because they're very similar because the Romans, like you said, just took a bunch of the technology. So I wonder if the Greeks had something like that. Okay, one thing. Okay, now that we're on the topic of that, I wanted to ask this: besides the one apple that Leonidas munches on for a couple of seconds, 
What the fuck were they eating to maintain that strength and endurance? Dick. Persians. <laughs> they're, they're just living on cum? Oh, that's good protein. God damn it. Sucking Dude, each other off? I tried to get past that. <laughs> no, that's the thespian. That's the no, it's a, val- it's a medical question, Nathan. It's it's Were they sucking each other off to get the little bit of protein? Or what Come were they? Come here, cum boy. Dude, because the amount of effort and calories burned and, and all that shit exerted during that. I con- tried, Sean. <laughs> Maybe Sean could answer that. <laughs> the battle only lasted like three days, but you're totally right. You need at least 5,000 calories a day to be doing what they're Minimum. Doing. Yeah, just to just to maintain. Yeah. yeah, at least four loads right there. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's I mean, seriously, with, with casualties, that's the only time. Ta- that's the only time the king bend a knee. Ow! Dang, got me weak in the knees. Um. <laughs> anyway, but no, seriously, what the fuck did they eat? Like, just show something. Like they're around a camp or whatever when they're sitting around. Show guys eating in the back. Like, there's no fucking besides fish, I guess. But they're on a huge cliff. How the fuck are you, and you got to bring fishing equipment? I mean, come on. But anyway, it's a comic book. I guess these guys are invincible. While, while, while we're on that subject, so it is very interesting. Um, they did show it a little bit in the uh, the film. Yes, there was a big storm that was going on that destroyed part of the fleet. Um, there was also a huge naval battle going on right offshore, or I think a few miles up uh, or south along the coast while they were holding the pass. Um, so there was a lot of naval activity going on right off to their side. And, it, you know, this was 2,400 years ago. Yeah. Just about 2,450. And when you, you know, look at how things have changed, like the coastline has completely changed. It's receded, I think, four miles from where it was originally. And today there's a, a road that goes right along the original coastline. So you can actually look up photos and see how small and narrow the pass was. And they... In the film, they refer to it as the hot gates. And the reason they said that is because there's natural sulfur springs. In Greek mythology, this area was where Hades was. That there's a Hades. door that's somewhere, or Hades. There's a door somewhere that leads to Hades here because it's so hot and everything. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of interesting. This is basically Greek hell in a way. And that's, that's where they are. They're fighting. But it really is this really small pass. And, and traditionally, they were betrayed um, and they were flanked. And uh, there was also 6,500 of them. They were a, a very small portion of a very large army. And basically why they got famous is because they became the, um, the uh, what's it? God, I can't think of it. Um, they were the delaying action to make sure the yes. army survived, you know, mm-hmm. to fight they another were the, day. They were the French at fucking Dunkirk. Yeah. Or at uh, El Ghazala in 1942. Yeah, so you got to slow yep. Rommel down. You you have to have a speed bump. There's always going to be a sacrificial lamb, and you know, basically the problem was is that if they didn't hold them off, then the Persian cavalry would have just run decimated down yep. the fucking Greek army and their yep. allies. There was also you used to say, you said 6,500 like 6,500 what? Sorry, you said 6,500. Greeks and uh, Greek allied troops. There were 300 Spartans plus 6,200 other auxiliaries okay. and troops that were there. Okay. And they were holding the main section, and there was one group that was holding this mountain little pass, and they were either paid off or, or they were pushed through. Nobody really knows. But um, after, I think, two days of, of them you know, hitting frontal attacks forever, they finally went around them. And once that mm. happened, the, you know, you, you got to hold them off. And when they weren't... Uh betrayed by mutated golem oh 
that nasty little slime fuck. Like, so, oh. I, I do like the fact that this is told like a Greek myth, you know, yeah. kind of like um, Homer or that kind of stuff. You know, like I, I enjoy that. But why do you have to really go to the ends of the earth and do stupid shit? Like Xerxes being covered in fucking jewelry and stuff. And just like the really extravagant things that are just done to. I don't they know. Made them, they and, made him almost like into a demigod. And these people are from northern India, from Iran. They're from the Middle East. I believe the, the capital, it's the uh, Akhamedi Empire. That's the Persians. I believe their capital was Babylon. I hope I'm not fucking that up. Um, but like they're, I, it was very strange casting choices, I believe, with some of the. Well, they also they, wouldn't have. I mean, like, I. Much more African I, versus Middle I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive down this now, I guess. I mean, obviously we can assume that there probably were cons they're probably in a massive empire, especially one that spans so long. Of course you would have conscripts from different origins and different things yeah. and people with different weapons and different cultures and joining up and, and, and because they have to or they want to or whatever. I think we can very much assume there were not like pale vampire orcs. With that, no ninja skills, like oh, the like immortals? we know, like, like like yeah, yeah, like we know, we know that's not true. This is a comic book, so but I think the concept of the again loosely based in facts, we can assume that there were conscripts from different parts of the empire. You know, Rome did the same thing as well. Um, fuck, even the British did it in the French, times. Yeah. like the yep. French, like you know. Um, you know, it, it's it's not it's not unheard of. So I think that idea of it being in a comic book like theme is obviously I think that is very interesting. And I thought that was a cool take. Um, You know, again, there was a huge like this was I think we kind of touched on a little bit as well. But like this movie, you know, we're joking and, and all that stuff and, and talking about the history. But it was, this was a big fucking push. At least in my generation, so this would have been, um, you know, uh, between maybe fifteen and twenty-five years old at that time in two thousand six. Like that was a big, there was a big culture push, and I and I think it was the the like the really good push into cinema in terms of like, you know, we have this ancient warrior society that you know that lives on throughout all of our histories. I mean, like we, I, I think, I think I guess we'll dive into it now, but it's like, you know, Sparta as an idea is very much plays an idealistic, um, you know, push in for the last 2000 years of history of any culture and influence within normally the European side. Yep. Um, you know, uh, the Germans pulled references from that. The Victorian British did that as well. Um, us as Americans have pulled that out. How many times. fucking high school football teams around the country are called the Spartans? A million. Or Sparta. No, the, the two million. There's at least two in each in two in each county. The Wolverines. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the Spartans. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I, I think, you know. What about the Redskins? Right. <laughs> putting putting <laughs> God damn Brad. <laughs> the thing is is that, you know, the the huge push of that whole like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. But, like, even now, it's like you see Spartan helmets mainly from the from from this movie, from the Zack Snyder. It was Zack Snyder, right? Yeah. Okay, Zack Snyder's 300. It's like 
you see Spartan helmets everywhere on the back of trucks and all this shit. Like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a general demographic that tends to put them on their trucks. But they like Punisher skulls as well. Hell yeah, brother. Hold again. They like, yeah, yeah. They like Punisher skulls as well. Yeah, you're right. Um, and that's fine. Like to each his own. Um, but it's interesting to see. It's interesting to see the, to see the influence of something like that. And again, it's like if this movie didn't was never made, I'm pretty sure the Spartans in terms of the history books and influences would still be what I talked about before this movie. But if you're talking about like cultural push, it's very interesting to see what, why people gravitate towards it. And well, I, it's and it's I, the typical yeah. David and Goliath thing. Everybody loves the story of the few holding off the many or battling the many. And this is a, mm-hmm. an example that was historically accurate really quick, Brian, I'm just going to throw this out there. Take your time. No worries. The yeah. one thing that I'll say this about movies that are loosely based on real events that came with this culturally is that people think they take that movie and they adapt it. And that's what's in their head is what happened at the battle of Thermopylae. And that it irritates me with not just this film, but any film I've said that multiple times on different films there's nothing I could do about it. It is what it is, but it just bothers me. It always will because again, it gets people like you, like on your point is yes, it gets people kind of aware that this battle did take place. Just not in this way, but maybe, maybe you get a few people, a couple percent that'll go and actually research this and go, Oh, okay. Well, that's what actually happened. So there is that that little point. Did you know that? Uh, oh, and oh, this is the other thing. I was going to make a joke, but I also was reminded of this because I was about to say his name. During the podcast and any kind of like things I've, I listened to recently about this subject, some of them say Leonidas the way that the movie says it, which I know is probably wrong. And then the, uh, the, the, the very much historical guys who have spent their life studying this stuff say Leonidas. Or Le- <laughs> like Le- Le- I, I, he says it really weird. It's like Le- Leonidas. Are these people like, British though? Uh yes. And I and I think that's why. But I also talked to my buddy who studies like ancient history like a ton, and he says that that's the way you should say. It, but he's like, it's because the Greek alpha, it, the Greek yes. stuff's different than our normal language. In, the, in I guess in English it's Leonidas, but you say E's differently. And yeah, Greek for sure. And stuff. Yep, so yep. It, it get, I I was like I I I forgot to call Sean today and yell and be like, tell me one thing: is it this or this? Because I don't want to say it wrong. Leonidas, um, you know, Leonidas. Yeah, it's like Leonidas or Le- he's that Leonidas. Greek. He's got a Greek deli on the corner. Yeah, <laughs> he's got some great gyros. Hi, I'm Wilford Brimley, and I have Leonidas. <laughs> <laughs> Diabetes. Uh, <laughs> do you want diabetes, Leonidas? And that's the thing is I kind of do like talking, riffing about things that I really don't have a fucking clue about. The weaponry is about the only thing that I know a little bit more than surface level, but that's to, it. To, to chime in on that, um, I living living in Baltimore, we have the Walters Museum here, which is a fantastic art history museum if anyone's local from maryland please go it's amazing they need more visitors anyway they have a lot of ancient history stuff there which is surprising and they have a lot of greek helmets Mm -hmm. and uh greek helmets at the time they don't have spartan helmets but the greek helmets like you can see where the influence of the illustrations because again comic book movie 
comic book first, then movie adaptation. Everything from the movie adaptation is based off of the comic books. So the illustrator for the comic book had made a thing and they based off that. So, But you can see where it's based off of in history. Those shapes of the helmets, the shield designs, you know, that kind of stuff. But they're not as ornate. They're not as flared. Um, it's very interesting to see that stuff up close. Um, and like you said, they're made out of bronze, Mike, so they, it doesn't really deteriorate. It just kind of pits and gets it, all like It gets a patina up. on it, but yeah, yeah, for it to actually break down is very uncommon. So that's what's cool about using bronze for, that's why a lot of statues are made out of bronze. Yeah. Because yeah, it can yeah. handle the elements very well. And if it, if it starts, um, getting a patina on it, you can just wipe it off. So uh, I'll, I'll say it like this. It's interesting to see as a cinematic standpoint. And I think this is also the big draw to this movie as well is a comic book being live action. Because at the time we haven't hit the Marvel stuff yet. We haven't right. hit this adaptation. Pre Iron Man. This is pre Iron Man. And I think the nerds, uh, well, I'll say it fucking nerds. <laughs> who 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 read the comic books and saw the adaptation of it, saw how close it was to the actual comic book. There you go. Yep. I think that is a big feat. It also is a, you know, you have feats of impressive nature in this movie and also unprecedented volume of, of, um, of, of feats and, and things happening. Like, you know, Spartans stacking Persian bodies to make a wall. I know that's a real thing. I know you can do that. Yep. But you could have done it. Etc. Etc. Is the one thing, but you know it's a little bit of a health hazard, right? But, yeah. but arrows blocking out the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this guy shit on my brick. Fuck. Um, uh, you know, like blocking out the sky full of arrows. Like that is a real thing that has been documented. That's been recorded. Yes, by many yes. different Ma- many parts different of the world, world different, different times. It, yep. I'm not saying that's impossible. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, 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 what I'm trying to say is that the sheet, like for example, the arrows blocking out the sun. We never really saw the volume of that because before this was more of a practical effects. This is when CG is just getting good enough and CG can kind of yep. be not so real because it's a comic book adaptation. So it can kind of be there a little different. So you have that, that ability to flex the visual effects. But I think the also other thing is that's really interesting about this that I thoroughly enjoy still, even though it's bullshit, is a, ph- a phalanx with shields completely blocking with pushing back the enemy, stabbing, and going again. And hearing that repetition, hearing that communication, hearing that teamwork in a modern-like cinema adaptation mm-hmm. is really interesting because at this point in, 0- in 06, and even almost now, we really don't see very many adaptations of that. In TV shows like uh, Last Kingdom, uh, Vikings, you do see that. But in turn because it's similar with shield walls and stuff for the vikings but mm-hmm. but what i'm trying to say is that the adaptation on the modern film to see that actually being played out in fucking high production is really really cool like i i always send you guys when we're always like going out we're trying to get something done i send you guys a 300 clip all the time because it's that it's that like you know the no uh no prisoners no mercy ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh. like i send that for a joke but like it's really cool to see that yeah. in that moment and I think that's very. I think this whole movie is very impressive in that sense. And then you also have it, you know, taking images from the comic book, like, you know, literally freeze frame, like the whole um, movie poster that Brian sent to us this morning or yesterday. That's straight out of the comic book as a slide, as oh, a really? panel. Oh, uh, yeah, funny. straight out. 
it's it's them hacking the Persians into the ocean, and it was black, yeah, thirsty, red, black, and yeah, yeah, like like that's all from the comic book. So there's a lot of comic book adaptation to it. So what I'm trying to say is that even though this movie is a comic book, I do feel like it has its own place in cinema. In, in its own adaptation of what being what it is, because I, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that because what we've gotten past that in 08 and the rest of the fucking last 15 years has been comic books, movies, but yep. it's Marvel and they're fine. I'm a Marvel fan. Well, not I, I stopped caring about five years ago, but you get my point. It's like, it's like that, that is, that is, it's cool and all. But if you said like, what do I, if you said like, you want to see a comic book adaptation, I'd probably would pick 300 for most of them because it's, it's not been beaten into my brain for the last 15 years. Yeah. There you go. And how many times can you make a fucking superhero? Movie? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I won't go down that rant cause I, I could talk about. No, that. but like that's relevant to what yeah, you yeah, just yeah, said yeah, about yeah, 300 yeah. being a little yeah. bit different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, too bad Mike A's not here. He'd fucking tell me I'm wrong at all at all. You know, because he hates comic book adaptations, but I don't know. I just I my long ran over. I think I think cinematically it does have a place, and I think it does have a spot. Um, however, blanket statement to everything I just said it is not a real fucking movie. Don't quote it as real history, please, for the love of God, because I've had multiple Correct. people tell me this. So there you go. That yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Again, it's a gateway to but, do your own research, like you said, Mike. Like. Yeah, and it, you know, yeah, I think you said pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. which I had a lot of fun doing. It was very, you know, interesting to jump into this because I knew so little about it, or just knew like the the top level glance. But even to as I think about it, like there was even a documentary on History Channel when they used to make documentaries about stuff on that channel about Thermopylae when this film came out because it was that big. Like it forced them. To yeah. buy into the narrative, to make that. a documentary, multiple actually, about and they were dying as a channel as well. That so was just the tale. That was yeah. before ancient aliens. Yep. Before hit, yep. Hitler's finding know, Bigfoot was not big. What? Jesus. Oak Island. Oh, like swamp people. Ice road truckers. Oh my <laughs> god! I remember that. I watched that though. It was interesting. Yeah. Deadliest Catch was better. Yeah, much. Remember that logging show they used to have? Uh, yes, <laughs> they I always do. used to fight yeah. each other. <laughs> it was the like, logging show. I can't remember what it was called. But yeah, it was like that one father and son. Oh, it, yeah, it, that was so fucking fake. Uh, but it was, it was like you know, what are you Murray. talking about Jim Bob? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, my dad is dead now. I miss him so much. Yeah, really. It's like it's like fucking American Choppers, but they're logging. You know, it's like what the fuck. Yeah. Oh, Pawn Stars, fucking oh. yeah, all they that shit came out. It was like you know, Pawn Stars. Pawn, yeah, Pawn Stars is interesting because you at least get to see like an art, uh, an artifact that they over overpay or destroy or whatever. But you know, like that, that was at least fun to see. What I, what has no, what had no fucking like no fucking existence in the world was Ice Road Truckers, uh, Gold, something else, and and just uh, and Ancient Aliens and Hitler is a is a duck person. I don't know. Like just like it's just all that shit. It's like well, I they don't went care. They're hunting for Hitler in Argentina. I wanna I wanna I wanna watch <laughs> I wanna watch old ass documentaries I can't find anywhere or I wanna watch archival footage like I was doing for the last fifteen years of my life. Why are you changing everything? I mean there's like a few waves of it though, because like in the early two thousands I feel like the history channel was like very grounded. Like let's say oh, pre two thousand eight. 
because kind of like I think we could all agree that like, yeah, between... 05 they were starting to go. But, but, but I'm saying like, between you had the mil- you had the military channel on the side, yeah, catching up, yeah, pick picking them up. But then they went the way of the dodo, like in 08. So you, yeah, you know, you have like different eras. I I, I really define one like from 9/11 to like let's say Obama or the financial crash at the end of 08. Like that was like a vibe, and in that time, you know, History Channel was kind of like a channel. In the 90s, they made some crazy shit like Sex and the Swastika and some other really strange I really want to fi- – I got to find that. Hold I will find it for out. you. I've seen it I gotta, before. I'm gonna try to... That shit came on late at night because I'd stay up yeah. and watch it to try and look for tits, but it didn't happen. <laughs> there was like a whole – that was one name of an episode in like a very long like, you know, was Hitler a Jewish assassin? I you found know, like... Sex and the Swastika uncensored posted two years ago. There you go. But like yeah. – um, I'll, I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the links <laughs> down below. <laughs> Oh you know, God. and then the world explodes in 08 financially and everything, and then ancient aliens. You, you get way off the ball conspiracy, but it, in this time, they actually did make stuff. Like, Battlefield 360 came out. His, History Channel made a ton of Civil War games. Tales of the Gun, dude. <laughs> Tales of the Gun. <laughs> Again, 90s stuff. What was that on, originally? Fucking... History Channel. Which one? No, Tales of the Gun was History Channel. Was it History Channel? What was the shooting Fuck channel yeah, that was, was back then? I forget. Top Shot. Was it Top Shot? Top Shot was the shooting. Competition no, that was the, that channel. was the show. But what there was like a an outdoor channel that used to play Top Gun. It was called the Outdoor Channel. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, literally, because I caught I caught my parents banging when they were watching. It. They said they were watching. <laughs> Shout that. out. Yeah. You and me, baby, baby, nothing but mammals. Bad touch. But um, yeah, I fucking. <laughs> So nostalgic for the shit, but anyway, they used to have cool shit on about yeah, like fifteen years ago, and, and then yeah, yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, but it, coming it, back around, yeah, <laughs> it was such a cultural thing though that it forced a network to make a documentary about it. You know, it's like that doesn't really happen today. Like, does the History Channel going to make something about Oppenheimer? No, and this film is just as big, if not bigger, culturally than Oppenheimer today. I think that's a really think good bigger. comparison, actually. Oppenheimer is a fucking letdown. Yeah, three hundred was you like everybody loved about, that. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like as big as it was advertised and like in your face, like you know, there's not true. You know, yes. The Joker was yeah. big. There was other things, but like I really feel like you know, this was a cultural. Barbenheimer is a thing that people will always talk about. You know, just like three hundred. Yeah. So, or like when Halo Three came out, or <laughs> yeah, Halo Three awful. Um, what? No, but like. Uh, like we were talking about earlier, like this culturally definitely changed and created, not created, but just kind of um, enhanced a certain demographic. Or no, it did create it. It really did. It this, did create this wannabe, it. It didn't. It, yeah, it 100% created This it. wannabe badass, I'm going to listen to Five Finger Death Punch. I'm going to fucking crank that shit. Put a fucking uh, a, a Spartan helmet on my plate carrier. Uh, I'm going to get it tattooed on my chest, put it on my truck. Molon Lab, you know, moldy labia, that shit, come and take it. It's like, yeah, you know, we're going to fight the government like the fucking Spartans fought the, the Persian. No, you're not. Shut up. And it's still it's still prevalent to this day. Like, there's still Spartan shields on everything. Like Nate was saying, it's like It's on God. every truck so, in my county, yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah, and every plate carrier. That helmet that I sent you on the uh, chat, that's a Corinthian helmet. That's bronze. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's the condition they're gonna find these fucking things in. 
two thousand plus yeah, years that's, later. That's like uh, that's like the ones at the Walter Art Museum. It's amazing. Yep. So I found one shield. It's a Spartan shield that was captured in battle by an enemy of Sparta and brought back to some palace as a war trophy. And they wrote on the front of it, like taken at the Battle of whatever in four twenty five, and it hung mm. in this hall for six hundred years. And thank God it still yeah. survives, but it's a bronze shield and everything. And it's just insane, you know. It's like that's a that's from a killed a Spartan that was killed in battle, and you know. Don't back. those things weigh? I think they weigh like fifty ish pounds. I can only imagine. I played around with like the Roman shields, and they're pretty heavy and bulky, and that, they're not bronze. Fucking like, right. Right. What did they make the Roman ones out of? I forgot. I honestly have no idea. Sean would know, obviously, but I think yeah, it was. Uh, I Christ. think it was wood. I think there was a mix. I've seen the only real shield left. It's in a museum near me. Um. Um. Speaking on. Um, they're made of wood. On, on they're made of wood. I figured. Yeah. yeah. Wood's still fucking heavy. Oh yeah. No. Absolutely. There might have been a coloring with the these shields. Nobody knows. That's the thing, you know. We only have yeah. a very right because the paint would would come off. All right, of yeah. the monuments were painted beautifully with everything. Exactly. And then there's this thing called the Dark Ages, and you know, like all the Roman columns and stuff were gilded with fucking copper and silver, and it was just like amazing. And then all that shit was ripped out. There are some monuments where the paint has existed enough where there have been reconstructions, and it's like night and day. Like, you know, we, yeah. Like all those marble statues, like uh David, yeah. they think that was painted. Yep. I think he, they said he had like a red tunic on or something originally, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah. And you yeah. know, we only have the bones of the past. That's the problem. At least we have the bones. Oh, thank God. Well, that's why it's just amazing that we know so much. Like this was so long ago and like that you can read these accounts because for so long people thought that Homer was this lying and then they found Troy. Oh, right. It's like, holy shit. Exactly. Okay, well, maybe this isn't just some fucking crackpot writing about things 400 years after they happened. Like, so it's just amazing that we have enough of it, but we're missing the the, uh, frills in lieu of a better term. You know, like, sure, we only get the basic. And like... We've got the round edges. It's all rounded off. Like, all history, it's... You lose 99% of it within a generation or two, you know, because it's always orally spread and it's usually... You know, there's some probably really awesome Battle of the Bulge stories that have been wasted on Steph lives or like people that just don't care, like, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas well, yeah, or, exactly. or all this crazy shit, you know. So there's all these things are, are just forgotten over time. And that's like even with the Second World War. Like, that's why I love to, to read memoirs and stuff, because like with three actors, they'll go into the field. Like, oh, my God, that fucking sucked. My feet froze and this, that and the other thing. And it's like, well, yeah, it sucked for those guys, too, but they did this. They ripped, you know, fucking their K-Rats apart and made insoles out of them, and they did that. And it's like the little things that humans do to make their lives better. And that's just what you don't get with the basic bare facts, you know? Henson... No, and that's the thing, too, is... That's a great obelisk. But back then, oh, my God, that's a magnificent painted piece of art. It's fucking like, insane. Oh, yeah, mind-melting. So... And, and what's interesting is, like, only in the really big civilizations that are actually quite recent... um do people uh, did did people kind of understand the need for written history and putting down what year it was at their you know whatever calendar they used to say hey this is what happened on this date um so and so did this so and so stole this from somebody and then they were they had to go to court and all that shit and you know whatever just people started writing things down Unfortunately, there were only so many literate people, so many scholars who could write and read 
that it's so limited. Like nowadays we can all sit there and write something. All of us are literate. We can read and write something or I'm sorry, write something down. And then it's there until it gets destroyed or lost or whatever. Back then it's like, well, you've got a few people who can do that. What are the odds that a, they can get everything and B that shit's going to get lost or destroyed. The very earliest forms of writing and language they've found in caves, and they're pretty sure that they have to deal with delineations of months and seasons and when certain things happen so that people can look at things and they can teach further generations to be like, when the moon is here, this animal will come out. Yeah. And that animal will come mm-hmm. out. And that eventually led to transactions. How do I, you know, exchange this with you? And thus, you know, that's how things evolve. And this how how you have to have it, you know, it has to be just a basic form of civilization. Well, and it's interesting too, is we don't know how, see, when we were growing up, we were always taught that mankind's only been around for 50,000 years. That's it. That's the fucking gold standard. And now they're finding that there are evident, there's evidence of human beings, not Neanderthals, not, not, you know, whatever human beings 1.5 million years back. And it's like, okay, the further back you go, the less we fucking know, obviously, because of what you just said. But you would think that these civilizations, if people were using tools in a very sophisticated manner, 1.5 million years ago, you'd think that somebody, (coughs) somebody at some point in one of these big civilizations that rose and fell would have written down more history than what we actually, or maybe we just don't know how to, find it or get destroyed or whatever. But you'd think that somebody would have figured that out along the way. Um, so we're still learning like human beings. I mean, 1.5 million years is still nothing, but like compared to the earth and everything, but we just don't know. And then like you said, every fucking generation more and more gets lost. So imagine that far back and even 2,400 years ago in Greece, they were good at recording what they could. And we still don't fucking know. What's amazing is that, you know, Certain forms of citations have been set up for thousands of years. So there are books from ancient Greece that have citations to works that don't exist anymore. Because this guy was citing a dude, and that's the only thing we have from that dude, is that this guy was like, oh, I like what he's saying. Yeah. And this guy said that. Fuck yeah. And it's like, well, well, if only. There's only one ancient library left in the world that we have access to. And it's the library at Herculaneum. It was burned and destroyed in the, the uh, eruption of Mount Vesuvius. But all of the tablets oh, were done and were destroyed in a way where they're now figuring out how to scan them and, and peel them out digitally and read them. And there's 40,000 of them. They've been able to decode like 300 and it's already changed a bit of history. So it'd be amazing to yeah. see yeah. what's in that. Because the, the guy that was there was this famous rich dude who was, he only collected scribes. Like it was a big thing. Like, you know, he's just a collector. And he's like, ah, oh, this is cool works. And it was like only like scientific works or something. It was a very specific field. Because like most collectors are, you mm. want to collect this specific thing. Yep. So over time, it'd be amazing to see what will come out of that. But like, you know, like the joke of the library at Alexandria. Like, yeah, well, what was in there that was lost? Or the library at Timbuktu. That was recently burned down fucking 10 years ago. There were tons of shit in there that was never scanned or, or actually looked at. So that's the thing. We're always constantly, you know, losing it. And uh, I had something else I was to say, but totally forgot it. <laughs> Nate? Well, well I, I'm glad you brought the Library of Alexandria, and then we will get back. But I, I think um, 
one thing I'm I'm very concerned about just as a as a as a avid historian and stuff like that is the loss of information if the internet still is a thing 10 years from now in the term, in terms of being yep. the being made the primary sorry I'm fucking up my worst said the primary source of documentation and recording I am terrified that you know 50 100 years even 200 years from now stuff will be physically turned to digital and then for some weird event in history human or or natural or whatever i'm worried that that's all going to be lost like another great library that that well, is my okay. that is my concern in that sense because i am i you know just not i'm not talking about just my life on earth my time on earth being lost cuz but just i'm more worried about humans going to more of a digital way of not keeping the physical essence anymore. really quick brian the good thing about having the internet is multiple people can fucking print that shit out and put it in different places in the world in huge fucking I, libraries. I, I am not. I am not downplaying. That. I'm, I'm. And that's being done. Right. Right. That's being right. Done. Which is. Which so, is. Yeah. Which is. It's the internet's doing exactly what it's supposed to do, which is the distribution yep. of information. However, mm-hmm. I am very worried about physical media mm-hmm. being lost to time. Thankfully, there seems to be a revival. But yeah, Brian. The way the society moves forward is two steps forward one step back you know we're always going to have this push and pull where you're going to lose things you know in that and i totally forgetting my point today i don't know what the fuck it is with the weather or something we're all uh, the, 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 we're, we're we're fighting a yeah. cold front right now and brian and i are nursing I don't headaches know. so yeah but um fuck <laughs> <laughs> You've crossed. You're almost a thirty, dude. I'm sorry. This is, uh, this is, this is, this no. Is I think it's just the day. Your mind, but... your mind just rots from the inside out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is this is old for ancient times. I should be yeah. like you know. A yeah, we should we should be dead by this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I mean um, no. I, I I was gonna chime in on before we got on that little little tidbit, but I was gonna chime in on like kind of because I I wanted to find out more about Sparta in general, and I learned. Actually, which is why we wanted to do this pod in the first place, is I wanted to learn more things about stuff I didn't know. And um, uh, I learned that Sparta pretty much, you know, try, it had this, you know, it, it, it fought, uh, you know, it fought the Persians and it went after the, um, uh, the Athenians. Uh, and I think they lost to the yeah. Athenians pretty hard. They got, they got by, uh, by the thespians and the Athenians, I think together they they took out Sparta. Don't quote me on this, but it's what I remember vaguely. And then I think Sparta kind of turned into like a shadow of its former self, and then eventually Sparta was swallowed by the Roman Empire, as all the Greece was. Yeah, yeah. And well, was it a was it part of uh, Alexander's empire as well? I think it was. I think so. I'm not sure. This is when Sean would be great because he could probably know it. But you know, yep. he says he's not an expert, but he can be like, "Oh, that's fucking stupid." Well, uh, let me let me tell Sean's story <laughs> as he rolls his eyes because I know he listens to this. We went and saw Napoleon recently, <laughs> and uh, he's a so-called not expert expert, and we're watching it. And like every five minutes, I saw his hand fly up in the air, like you know, good old Italian investigation or conversation. And I'm just like, "Oh, this is gonna be fun." So after the fact. You know, I'm talking to him and stuff. And he's like, I can't fucking believe it. And I'm like, what? He goes, Told Marone was fucking not that fat. He was, he had a disease and he was like sick and he's like this. And I'm like, Sean, I thought you were an expert. I was like, well, I'm not. But I'm like, you knew the man had like this incredible condition, like in this very, I don't know. It was pretty funny. <laughs> For a man that says he doesn't know anything, you happen to know a lot. 
Yeah, you want me to <laughs> fucking hold your hand? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Saj. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> but um, this is an interesting movie. I don't know. I, I expected it, like I said earlier, to be a hunk of horrible shit. But it's, uh, it's a very interesting historical landmark. I think culturally. It's a... Uh, as that, that commenter said, it's a product of its time. <laughs> bless it's, your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> this is this one will be remembered like uh, Superbad is remembered or Napoleon Dynamite's remembered. You know, just like it's it's revered in a way. Not saying it's good, oh, but it's just freaking idiot. <laughs> stupid. Some films stand oh, out yeah. in, in for decades and generations, and this is definitely one of them. It's like, you know. Uh, Big Lebowski. There we go. No, not that. I was going to say, uh, what's the one about the detention, the group of kids that had to go in the... Um, breakfast Club. Yeah, it's like the Breakfast Club or things like that. Like some movies that are just always remembered. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, it's like, it, it's a lot of people's cup of tea. That's the thing is like a lot of people love that. Again, the David and Goliath, the 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 underdog, you know, the whole... The few just kicking ass against the many, the the survival or not survival story, but like the uh, triumph, basically over the superior odd, and it's like <clears throat> people love that shit. People are always gonna love that shit, especially and when it's got Gerard Butler and painted abs. And it's shot in such a way too, where it's it's engrossing. You know, like, like you touched on earlier, Nate. Like the first attack where they they push forward and the counterattack. I love the way that shot from the side. I think that's really cool. Like the progression. You know, and everything. No music, no music until they're pushing them back. By the way, yeah, mm-hmm. like it's pure sound effects of just. And I th- again, it's the. It kind of reminds me of the epics we had in the '90s, where the big scale medieval epics, like, uh, like there's Joan um, of Arc. I know, but well, there's Joan of Arc. There's a couple others. Um, uh, Robin Hood had a lot of combat in that sense the the kevin costner one um braveheart braveheart like the point is is that there was a lot of you have those mass number films and those kind of died away in the 2000s and then you have this resurgence of the technology's catching up to make mass volumes look real enough to then have that mass volume again and that is something to kind of think well, like about game because, of thrones well, well because this whole i mean i don't know if you guys you guys Obviously, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you did. I just remember the, a lot of behind the scenes. But like the floor is all real. Like the floor is it's all stage. It's all stage acting. There's no real life shooting in this movie. It's or no on the set locations. You can tell stage. by the light. <laughs> well, yeah, it's all it's all stage, and it's all like real rock stage or floor texture stage. The background is is blue, completely mm-hmm. blue, because they wanted that cell sh- that kind of comic book fake. Um, facade sunsets and Sin City era, you know, where Sin City is all blue screen, but 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 this was you know essence of real stuff and like real stuff in the shoot, but then the background's all fake. It reminded me of that Death Race movie too from Tarantino from around this time. Yeah, yeah, Death Race three thousand. Yeah, you know, like or even Judge Dredd. It came out like in the mid. uh... Are you talking about the the Carl Urban one? Yes. Uh, 2014 yeah that but that movie oh really that's good. a little later yeah but yeah. but you know what i mean though it's yeah, like yeah 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 that one is yeah. better at it but it was like this aesthetic that you really saw mm-hmm. you know soundstage like blue screen before i i went on that last thought there was there was you guys were talking about the types of people it hit and i think it hit i hit think it hit a couple 
groups. It was teenagers, you know, history oh, yeah. nerds, comic book nerds, and girls who like painted abs. Yep. Because have you guys ever seen that five second film? Uh, five second, yeah, five second film clip where there, it's like the the Twilight test screening. No. Have you ever seen that? This guy, it's literally they were known for having literally five second films on on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it literally was like. It had like a black screen. It said "test film with Twilight," and it literally was a guy in a lab coat who puts his hand on a theater seat and just goes, and he goes, "It's good, good movie's good." <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's all I think. Of, that's what the three hundreds about for some of them. So anyway, <laughs> that's a that's a shot back on on old school YouTube when you were allowed to fucking do shit like that. That's so, the Wild West. Yeah. The internet of our youth. Yeah, there's a reason we're all fucked up. Yeah, lively. <laughs> no, I do not want to see... Oh, look, an orange jumpsuit. Oh, What happens weird. when you throw a chainsaw at someone? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you have a deer hunting knife in the Middle East? Oh, this is weird. What happens when you put a knife in your hoodie pocket and forget it's in there and reach for something in the cabinets? Why is there a jar on the floor? You know? Yeah, that was... <laughs> Oh fuck! You ever seen eel soup? <laughs> you you we've gone down this rabbit hole, and that was the very first thing you asked to be last time, and I said no, and I still don't want to know what eel soup is because it just sounds so bad. You gotta watch it. Oh, I no, watched it. You no, because then because then you then you then you introduce me to the sissy of Friedmont, and then I fucking like lose the my sissy mind. of Friedmont. That's not traumatic. That's fucking awesome. Uh, I don't know. Hi. Stop. <laughs> I've erased him from my mind, and now he just shot back into it, like Xerxes, like a Xerxes nightmare. Just plop. oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. sissy of Fremont's quality. <laughs> That'd be a great short, by the way. You ever see eel stoop? <laughs> What's a? I yeah. got Bailey's in my yeah. shoe. <laughs> you ever been to a club where people wee on each other? You want to see my downstairs mix up? <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, fucking video. Awful. Uh, anyway, this is normally what happens when we have ancient, his- ancient history and also just like. It's 300. Like, we, we go around. It's yeah, it's 300. 300. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a comic book that they made into an ancient film. You know, it's just. Uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of, speaking of that, another weapon in the film, the Naphtha. Things. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that and how they. That's our one. That that's up. like that's like our one modern weapon in this whole entire film. So yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. It's it's like the way back predecessor to a fucking hand grenade, which I don't know if Naphtha came later or I think they had it at this point. Anyway, it was just basically like a fucking napalm. It was like tar. It was pitch and uh, whatever else that was lit on fire, and it didn't explode, but it burned. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that, they were using, they put them in like a ceramic pot and they'd light the wick and then fucking chuck it. And it would just create fire, like just a place you couldn't go. It was just sticky and burning. Um, it did not explode with sparks and shit like that. Like <laughs> this thing, like a fucking Chinese firework factory went up, you know, like <laughs> it, 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 God, that was stupid. It's like, why don't you just show actual fire? Like just <sighs> melty shit everywhere that people are slipping and falling into it. And, you know, <sighs> remember they always put a stack of about 400 of them, of them in one place. So that the one about rolls. 200 meters behind yeah. the line, you know? So yeah. And, and all the, all the five Napa throwers have 5,000 of these fucking and they're things. guarded. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> fucking stupid. And, well, the, but, the annoying thing, though, is, like, all this is based in reality, and the reality is way cooler than what they show. Like, there were I know, real exactly. immortals, and they looked fucking awesome for their time. They don't look like, you know, again, Sin City criminals. But they look pretty <laughs> fucking cool. You know? Like, yeah. I don't need a fucking Yakuza gang. You're in Greece. You know, like, <laughs> it's like Crazy 88, but like, you know. Yeah, but Xerxes went to Japan to get oh, these guys God, special. Yeah. I've read yeah. as a samurai. Uh, yeah. Is that, they also find the fucking uh, Willy Wonka there. Or uh, the fucking. Fucking Willy Wonka? What the what fuck? One of those are things in Willy about? Wonka. The fucking. Uh, Oompa Loompa? Yeah. Oompa Loompa. the fucking Oompa Loompas there too? What is <laughs> They found a rhinoceros somewhere. Yeah, fucking who? Yeah. The immortals and the, the chrome-faced immortals and the Oompa Loompas are a tribe. Who would have guessed, you know? Yeah, the, the, the rhino, too, came as a package deal. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about that. Like, you know, did they actually bring war animals to that theater? I don't know. Like, it's famously that Hannibal brought war elephants to Rome. That's true. He did bring elephants through the Alps, and most of them died. The war rhino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a question I had. The one javelin through the eye, and he just knows that it's gonna die, so he doesn't fucking move. And this fucking ten ton well, thing is Mike, Mike. That's that's your that's your cool guys don't look at explosion moment. Okay. I mean, they, you gotta have it in a movie. Yeah, I suppose. And then you actually have cool guy doesn't look at explosion because he's he's covering it with his shield. Yeah, so. all the frag that, with yeah. all the ceramic. Yeah, and yeah. Shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. those elephants. There's not an elephant in the world that's that fucking big. Just throwing that out there. There's also not subhuman orc men either. But I know. What you well, you mean. don't know that. I don't. There were apparently no war animals in this campaign. So, just gonna throw that out there. There were horses. <laughs> okay, well, you know, that's a traditional war animal, I think, that goes without mentioning. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard the song Thunder Horse? No, that was inspired no. from this. Really? No, none of you watched Metalocalypse, I can fucking tell that right now. Oh, no, I've no. watched a few of the episodes. I haven't seen all of it. But yeah, see, I, have, I haven't they, seen They, it they reference well, a town that I basically work in in that show, Danbury, Connecticut. Danbury? There's like, a Danbury near me, too. Well, what's funny is that they're like, fuck, they're in Norway. Like, this fucking place is so soft. Fucking, this place is even softer than Danbury, Connecticut. So I guess they had somebody that lived there. Because <laughs> it's such a, like a random fucking, like, you know, call out. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I mean, that's really... I could just sit here and bitch about it, the fucking culture that was born out of it. But that's really... That's all I think of when I think of 300. I just think of that demographic and it's just yeah i well i was i was what i was gonna say was like i think it's a cool movie to have on maybe once every five years just 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 to be my just well for me yeah you you enjoy you enjoy your once every five years 300 i i i enjoy something that play i enjoy a lot of shitty movies for yeah for <laughs> for for i like how you said that i enjoy less shitty movies even on an old, outdated format recently, um, to enjoy, you know, kind of running down the road of nostalgia, but also the fact that, you know, each shitty film does have um, a unique contribution to cinema history and influence, and an, sorry, that and influence. Yes. And I think that is something to really chime in on coming right off of Pearl Harbor, where I took <laughs> the same thing. Um, however, that's a two, and I'll never watch that again. But 
Um, I I think this film has a a good a good a good reason to occasionally watch it, but I wouldn't say like watch it for historical relevance. That's not a word. What the word am I looking for? Relevance. Historical relevance. Thank you. I combined the two words. <laughs> you did. Brian, you had your hand up. Yeah, it's like this movie brings me to a time and place, you know, into that late aughts. And I think that's why I gravitate. Yeah, to and it's well. like I don't see myself seeking this out in the future. Maybe for the hell of it with friends, if it's on TV, if I even have TV, like I'll catch it. But I don't know. Like it just, I'm glad to have watched it. I'm glad it exists. It's interesting, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think for the people that live through it, because it, it was so big, it's a cultural event. Yeah, and it's just like it's something, you know. It's not like American Sniper where it's like, oh, that's just a bad movie. You know, it's like, oh, 300 is like, this is a, this is an event, you know, it's like a home alone or something like that. Or like, you know. well, well, the one, the one thing I forgot to chime in on in terms of cinema, this is the very first movie that, that captivated slow motion. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's one of the very first, if not the first major cultural, mo- I'm, I'm going to stay away from cultural. I, I mean, it is, but I'm not going to use it like that anymore. It is, it, it is one of the the forefront movies to use slow-mo in the mid aughts because the technology was just getting good enough to for it to look good and not be this staggering kind of thing. The Matrix. And they combined it right, yeah. Like 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 the Matrix used slow motion, but they used slow motion not in its truest form. It was a combination of still shots stitched together. Because the technology wasn't there for high speed film filmography at that point, and so that's the thing. It's like that is that that this movie played a huge point in in propelling that. Because after this movie, what did you get? You just got action hero slow motion yep. in true yep. high high speed high frame rate slow motion. Well, it just for the next 10, 15 years. It's just funny that this comes out right before Iron Man, and really like you know that like you said the whole thing takes over. So it's really the end or the beginning if you want to look at certain ways in era. The transitions always happen a few years before the end of a decade. You know, you always have the things that will, will take over in the beginning, like four or five years out. So that makes sense for 07 to thus, you know, 08, 09, 12, you know, just how everything spiraled off itself. I, I think I think we're at an age where Marvel is declining um, and I think hopefully we'll start seeing some new innovation of stuff. I don't want Marvel to be gone because I do think it has its time and its place, uh, but it needs to rethink itself as most of the world needs to. We're at a really big crossroads for media, and it's going to be very interesting to see how it survives. Um, you know, the most amount of people are making content than ever before, but at the same time, they're making the least amount of movies they ever made before. Their movie, their whole movie demographics, they don't, they don't make anymore. Just don't exist. Like you know, your middle aged adult thriller or like smart film. You know, now everything they have to have a reason to go see it. it has to be huge and bombastic and insane and blah blah blah. And it's like you know, or a series. Yeah, exactly. The only thing yeah. that makes money is like some a remake, a reboot, or something crazy bombastic. You know, there's, nobody wants to gamble anymore. Especially with streaming and there's no VHS sales or DVD sales. And there's a million things that go into it. But media is in a real transition right now. You know, half of the world gets its information from YouTube, basically. So yep. how do you fight that? You know, how do you monetize that? How do you go forward with that? You know, I think it's a good thing. I watch every single documentary I've watched that I love, I've watched for free. 
So it's like, you know, we just live in a very interesting time. And if people aren't going to pay for it, then who's going to fund it to get to get it made? So it's the entry cost is so low, but the distribution cost is so high. It's very interesting. But uh, strange times. I think, is it time? It is time. Yeah. I would like to take a moment, though, to thank our newest Patreon. And if you guys didn't know, we actually do have a Patreon. But thank you so much, Hero Brian Warns, for your monthly contribution. And also, I would like to say the sticker question for this episode. And Nate will actually include it this week. <clears throat> unlike <sighs> the covenant, <clears throat> I I included it last week. By the way, if you if you contri- contribute to Patreon, we can help replace Mike A's fucking microphone that <laughs> yeah. plagues me every goddamn week. <laughs> I really like this. <laughs> 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 Mike A, wow, you joined. Wow. Jeez, yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah. Everything yeah. going better, buddy? He's speaking from yeah, his, yeah. the broken antenna on his moon base. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this week's question <laughs> has to deal with this movie, particularly one character from this film. Which member, well, which cast member from this film was also in Band of Brothers? So, first person to message Instagram or Facebook with that answer will get a sticker. Anyway, so yes, guys, I think it is time for final thoughts. So, we have been surrounded. The Persians are on all sides. This is the end. Who would like to go first? We've been betrayed by a sex gremlin. Before we get porcupine, (laughs) (laughs) what's going to happen? Sex gremlin, Jesus Christ. (laughs) The guy from Notre Dame was a real asshole, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Now I I fucking know why they kept him in the church. Jesus. You killed Leonidas. Leonidas? Okay. Leonidas. Leonidas, Leonidas. Anyway, uh, all right, I'll get I'll fuck this pig. Okay, yeah, I've said most of the thing things that I wanted to say, and you know, having seen it shortly after it first came out and everything compared to nowadays, it still holds the same. It hasn't gotten worse, it hasn't gotten better. It's the same. So, I mean, that's not a bad thing. It's pretty neutral. So, um, yeah, I mean, there really, I didn't really learn anything or analyze anything that I hadn't before, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Um, again, the culture that came out of it, luckily it sort of died down, but it's still fucking there. And that is irritating, but whatever. Um, like the history part of it, the fact that they brought up a battle that actually did happen, that people can go research, it's cool. Um, it was shot not in the style that I like. That's probably why I didn't like it that much. I don't like that whole Sin City style. It's just fucking irritating. Um, but a lot of people do like it, and that's what matters. So as far as cinematics, the history, the comic book adaptation, all that stuff considered, um, and factoring in the fucking wannabe hardcore culture, uh, it's entertaining. So I'll give this a solid 6.2 out of 10. Nathan. I just stuck a Mike and Ike in my mouth. I know. That's why if you hadn't been eating. You stuck Mike and Ike in your mouth at the same time. We were talking about about sucking each other off for protein earlier. Yeah, Mike and Ike. Yeah, I don't think that's a Greek name. Put an S on the end of it. It will be. Mike and Ike. Damn it. (laughs) I was about to say that. Put an S on the end of anything. It's Greek. I know you loved yogurt, but. I learned that's how I learned just yesterday. That's how the Murloc sound came from world of warcraft was a guy gargling your yogurt 
And I, that fucking made me laugh so hard. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Anyway, there's your there's your there's your uh, video game history for the day. Um. So yeah, I mean, like this is hard because you know, in my head, I technically don't see this as a war movie. I see this as a comic book adaptation. But it is loosely based on real ancient history of human history. And so I feel like it needs to be bracketed in there. Plus, if I see one more, do you like this movie? Three, three, this movie called 300 on the war movie forms. Again, I'm going to lose my absolute mind. Anyway. <laughs> yes. God. Anyway. Um, so I guess it needs to be addressed for that reason alone. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, uh, I, I like it for what it is for the reason I said, I think it is a, a really good, um, example of cinematography in that was the spearheaded, was the spearhead of what it is, which is a comic book adaptation, uh, mixed with good practical and CG like, uh, VFX with very interesting, um, camera work. And all done on a stage, which I think is very impressive because at this time you could definitely tell what was staged and what was not what was real, you know, real onset location was staged. Um, that being said, I agree with Mike. It spawned a whole rash of truckers that I can't stand that always cut me off and try to run me off the road. Um, and, you know, I, I think it is. But I, but I also think it's very interesting to see how far Sparta, the as ancient history, has still really ingrained itself into Western culture and Western civilization. It's very interesting to see the 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 patterns and demographic of it, and it's also very interesting to see how far this movie resurfaced it into the modern era because it really did. Um, say what you will. Everyone saw it, everyone talked about it, and everyone you either see a shield or a helmet or you hear lines. You know, this is Sparta. I can't tell you how many fucking times I've heard that goddamn line, you know, and it's it's cool. It's very interesting. It's 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 a cool line, it's a cool cinema thing. It's just been burned by geeks and nerds and internet trolls. But uh, you know <laughs> But I, I just uh I I just, you know, I, I, it's hard to put a number on it because I see for what it is. I see the effort into it, but at the same time, I, I get frustrated when people say this actually happened. Did you know Leonidas had nipple rings? Cool, thanks. So uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it like a seven out of ten. I'm gonna go straight, straight, round it up to the highest number kind of thing. Oh, seven out of ten. Screaming Mel Gibson's. I, did, I almost missed it. There we go. It's always fun to go last. Um, yeah, it's. Like we keep saying, this is not really a movie. It's more like a cultural event, at least for everyone that lived through it. I didn't really uh, expect much. I got more than I was expecting. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that I watched it once. You know, it's a very interesting story, the real original one. It's worth making into a movie. I think it's worth making into a better movie. Like, especially with how cheap it is, you know, with CGI and stuff. Like, if somebody really wanted to make a, a, a very good film, they could. Um but yeah, this is an interesting movie that holds the time and place and history, cinematic history and everything. And uh, it's it's very interesting transitional period, you know, between Marvel and between like what, you know, Hollywood was in a way. But anyway, 
Mike almost shit himself. So there you go. No, oh, fun. Well, you know the way it goes. I guess he's a Persian, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean it's um, yeah, it's an interesting movie. That being said, I'm gonna give it a six point five, and I don't really ever expect to watch it again. So, nice. putting those scores into the calculator that will tell us if the Persians are going to burn Athens, which they did, um, we get a score of. Six point five six 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 seven. Error. There we go. The number of the beast. Yeah. Yeah. Which war animal is Xerxes gonna bring now? I will I will put I will put a caveat on this for for I guess the score in general. Is that if this was like if this had based on true events or based on a true story, this movie would have a two. Yes, but because or a one, but because it it it's a comic book movie, and it's on the war movie forums all the time. <laughs> it's a war movie. Yeah, so. I am kind. <laughs> I'm kind with my scoring. <laughs> I will spare all Sparta. <laughs> I will give you women who have herpes and have their face fucked up. <laughs> Do feel satiated? Baghdad's best. <laughs> oh, I can feel it, Mr. Xerxes. There's nothing wrong with seeing some good tits. Like, this is a great example. 300? <laughs> I mean, there's no, like, giant, fake, disgusting tits in here. It's all real. Nice, perky, good shit. So well, okay. remember, it's pre-20-teens, you know? it's We're not into that fucking fake everything age. Well, fake tits have been around for a long time. True, but I really feel like Kardashian shit blew up, like, after 2010. I don't know. Yeah, well, true. So, yeah, it's just is, nice is this to what see... Ha- is, this what, is, is this what happens at the end of the pod? We're going to have a, a very heated... or We're going to have a, a very uh, heated discussion about when fake tits started taking the forefront of movies. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I'm down to have that conversation. I mean, this I, is it's very. Fine. It's like what Howard Hughes did in the '50s. You know, yeah. it's like how how far can I get away with, you know, bras? We can go to MrSkin.com to date oh, ourselves God. to find out where we can find the tits in the movie. So, and on that well, note, we'll have the tit conversation another time. We can follow that up. Someone yeah, find well, us a war movie full of tits, and we'll talk. We'll have that conversation. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, fucking. Uh, you're gonna. You're gonna. You're, you're gonna recall, the, Nate. You're gonna pull oh. the FDR. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna pull the Midget FDR super? thing where my my cock still works. Yeah, my cock pull st- that movie. Does my cock like still that. work? That's Ugh. a lot of tits though. Uh, yeah, total Recall. Yeah, triple titty. Dude, yeah. we could do it. We could do a commentary on that. If you want what us I- to do a Total Recall commentary, please comment on this video. Oh fuck! <laughs> the, I mean, I I love that movie, but like, it's it's so good. Again, that was another one. My dad, my dad had me watch when I was a Two kid, and I said, "Weeks." I'm looking at. I'm looking at tits, like triple tits on a screen. And it was like, is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> what mutation do we need to acquire? <laughs> oh, I found out my roommate when I, that I had in Iraq jerked off to that shit, among other things. No, oh, well. He was yeah. he, like into that, that like weird fucking like, so triple. He liked, so he liked triple things that only existed in the Mars movie in the 80s? Is there a whole triple titty like fucking subculture? Probably. Yes, there is. There's there's definitely porn of it because he left it on one time. But triple he would titty leave world his... headquarters based out of Austin, Texas. 
He'd go and like rock a piss or take a shit or something and like leave his computer open. And I'm like, what the fuck? It was like tentacle porn, triple titty porn. Oh, I'm like, well, yeah. And I asked him, like, are you really into this? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, we're fucked as a society. Oni chan. Like, God damn. Like, chan. The hentai, that shit, anime in general is just Japan's fucking <laughs> retaliation for us nuking the shit out of them. When you drop two nukes on a population, you're going to have something. Yeah, they're like, well, we're going to kill your culture from within. It's going to be way worse than these two little fucking firecrackers you dropped in 45. Yeah, but then they destroyed our economy. So, you know, anyway, right. They, they won. They, they've literally won. It's and Alan Deming's fault. He rebuilt Japan so well that they did way better than us with everything. They built so many <laughs> CD players that they just took over. So, Dude, seriously, there's, pe- there's guys that sleep with a fucking pillow with an anime chick on it instead of going out <laughs> and like finding a real woman seriously and my, my waifu yeah exactly they've won they've taken over they've c- completely castrated us so yeah the two little we're, firecrackers we're... we dropped 70 fucking years ago <laughs> okay you guys you made your point like let's stop this whole fucking thing we're we're in old bay hour so this is allowed somewhere somewhere i know there's a japanese naval imperial high command that's planning all of this they did. I'm sure, sure they did. That all of the, yes, we might have lost the war, but it was a plan. Yes. They will yeah, know this... that consumerism is the real downfall. Soon they they planned midway to fail. Soon, <laughs> soon they will titty fuck goose down. Yes. It's like a, they're, they're fitting like wooden propellers onto like Game Boys. Like, what are they doing now? <laughs> Dude, here's the thing is it, it, they're scared of a fucking gun behind every blade of grass. We'll give them a waifu. There ain't going to be a gun behind that blade no. of grass. There'll be some incel jerking off onto a pillow. Like they just didn't realize that they, their whole demographics of their population would fall off the map, though. So now it's only old young people taking care of old people <laughs> in Japan. Yeah. But anyway, it's like yeah. Well, whoops. that whoops, little error miscalculation. Just but imagine they, how big all those old senior that high command group is of all those old people. Oh, <laughs> fucking insane. Anyway, we're off the rails as usual. Um, we've it's already wrapped bay, this bitch it's, up. It's old bay hour. We're allowed to go off the rails. Oh god. So. Well, yeah. If you made it here, I apologize. See you guys next week. <laughs> uh, you see, slaughtering all those men of yours has, uh, well, it's left a nasty cramp in my leg. Some kneeling will be hard for me. Unlike Michael. Catch you guys next week. Gandhi f- God damn it. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.